Episode 56 of the Everything is Marketing podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about new stuff for Amazon Prime that I think is awesome and what I would do on day one, hour one of being the governor of the universe. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. Happy Wednesday morning. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. I have to head off to the dentist here in a minute, which uh, nobody is a fan of. I wish if there was one thing I wish marketing could fix, it would be making uh, the dentist appointment not as um, insanely fear-filled and um, highly predictable as they always are. I I mean, I like my dentist. Great dentist. uh, Just not really ever a, a fun thing and it's not like i do a a bunch of meth and don't brush my teeth like i take care of my teeth it's just never really a fun thing to them i apologize and to me i'm not really looking forward to this as you can tell that said we've got work to do uh some of that work includes this very cool news from amazon prime and amazon obviously has been paving the way for a lot of things in the marketing world in the business world in the retail world Uh, we've been talking about the cool drones that are coming our way and I talked uh, three weeks ago at this point. I've been in Napa for it was Napa three weeks ago. That's crazy to think it was that far away. Uh, three weeks ago was in Napa. Was talking about my terrible flight experience. And one of the things I didn't talk about is um, the Wi-Fi. That if you could see this as a television show, I would have in air quotes because it's not really Wi-Fi because you can't really do all the things that you want to do. There's lots of rules for the Wi-Fi of things you can stream and things you can't stream, which makes it that it's pseudo Wi-Fi because they haven't quite figured that out. Well, that was until JetBlue and Amazon paired up together, and now Amazon Prime members can stream stuff uh, on JetBlue Airlines if you're an Amazon Prime member. Bing. Genius. Love it. Uh, and it feeds into that subscription model that everybody is trying to crack into. How can I get you to pay me to be a member of my community or my tribe, as Seth Godin would say, uh, for stuff that you find highly valuable, valuable enough that you'll continually pay, and I'm not lazy enough to sit on my hands and not do anything once I have you in the membership pool. I'm continually making that product better and better and trying new things, delivering stuff via drone, trying to get things to your house in 30 minutes or less, no matter what you order. Those things is exactly, that's the surprise and delight that people want to talk about when they talk about retail surprise and delight. And being able to get on a plane, a JetBlue plane, and use your Amazon Prime membership, uh, very cool. And did I mention it's free because you're an Amazon Prime member? 99 bucks gets you into Prime, and then you can do all of this crazy cool stuff, including the Wi-Fi service on JetBlue. And it has a genius name. It's called iFi for Amazon Prime. So all of those things I think are awesome. Uh, And if you are somebody who is interested in membership and how membership works and perhaps how you can make membership work in your ecosystem, I think uh, Amazon Prime is something that you should dig into. You also should be paying close attention to Snapchat. I've said this a million times. I'm only going to spend a minute here. But they've made some interesting tweaks to Discover, which I'm a huge fan of. I've been talking with a couple of people this week on Twitter about Snapchat and the cool things that they're doing, like um, uh, the elimination of business cards, essentially. You can snap these uh, snap cards that are essentially like QR codes for people to log into your uh, Snapchat account and become followers or friends or members of your universe. 
great way to do this when you're at a conference right the the last thing you want to do is hand out business cards the first thing you should be doing is handing out the digital business card you have in your pocket and exchanging information that way snapchat doing some cool stuff there discover doing some other cool stuff tweaking it making it easier to find the stories and again as i was saying on twitter this week and i will say it here i think publishing is going through huge disruption right now and it's too early to say where all of this thing will lie or what will happen at the end of it But what I like about Snapchat is I think Discover from a publishing platform, just whatever, if you don't deal with my story or uh, brand stories or snaps at all, or you don't understand how the platform works or whatever you want to say, this is what Discover does right. It is as close to possible, in my estimation right now, it's as close as possible to uh, emulate or give you a glimpse into what content should look like in the social age. Because it takes care of all of the things all at once, right? It's uh, some long-form content. It's some short-form content. It's some Twitter-esque content. It's video. It's audio. It's multimedia. It's all in one. And it's updated continually. You know, every single day there's going to be a new thing in Discover from whatever brand that you're following. And all of those things are very close in my mind to what I want to see from content on the social universe. There are places you're going to go to get different stuff. You're going to go to Medium to read pieces from thought leaders on whatever it is that you're into. But if you're trying to find a platform where you can consume some stuff quickly, what I like about Discover is I think that's what it should look like. I think Snapchat, the Discover part of Snapchat, is what newspapers and magazines should look like in a multimedia universe. That is what somebody wants to do. They want to log into that thing and they want to be able to get all of it all in one lump sum, all in one lump place when they want, how they want, and in a way that they can consume however they want to. Do they want to read the story? Do they want to read the blurb? Do they want to watch the video? Oh, it's all there. Follow Snapchat Discover, please. Okay, uh, and on Monday night, I had the pleasure of uh, seeing a show here in town at one of my favorite venues in town, which is the DeVos Performance Hall. And I love it because it's, not only is it a gorgeous hall, but um, it gives this, there's a couple places in Grand Rapids, Michigan, that give this illusion of you being literally right on top of the stage. And this is one such place. Uh, the ballet is another one that gives a great um, kind of... Uh, optical illusion that you're right on top of the performers and makes for a really intimate performance. And so DeVos, which seats a lot of people, but it always feels like you're in somebody's living room, uh, they do a great job there. So it was Need to Breathe, and they had uh, three opening acts. I only got to see two of them. Uh, Drew Holcomb, who was amazing, and Ben Rector, who was amazing. Uh, All three uh, bands were fantastic. I had a great time. But if I was the governor of the world... Tomorrow, the very first thing I would do because I'm such a fan of music and such a fan of marketing, the very first thing I would do tomorrow is outlaw the idea of an encore. I, when it comes to live performance, I could not hate anything more than an encore. And here is why. When you pay your ticket, um, you are in charge of what's happening, right? At a live music venue um it's kind of encapsulating some of the stuff that you're witnessing in in the social space when customers are interacting with a brand and what that looks like and what sort of control does the customer have and who's actually in control right when you're at a live performance 
the transaction works like this. You pay your ticket, you sit in a seat, and you consume some sort of entertainment, and then you applaud that entertainment when it meets or exceeds your expectation. Right? That's how it works. They play a song. You think the song is brilliant. You stand up and clap. Or you sit down and clap if it's awesome. Uh, sorry, if it's good but not awesome. If it's awesome, you stand up and you jump up and down and you scream and yell and you can't get enough of it. And especially when it's the main event, right? In this case, it was a band called Need to Breathe. You're standing up the whole time because that's who you came to see. So you're clapping and screaming and singing and snapping and stomping your feet for, let's say, an hour and 15 minutes in this particular case. So for an hour and 15 minutes, you're doing this thing. You're giving it all you got, uh, and they do one last song, and then they walk off stage. Except you know and I know, and they know they're coming back because they're always coming back because they always and it, it, you know they always fail to do the single, right? The brand-new single that's out. Oh, man, they, they didn't play the brand-new single in Grand Rapids. No, of course they're going to play the brand-new single in Grand Rapids. That's why they came here because eventually they want to sell you a record. They sold you a concert ticket, then they performed a whole bunch of songs for you. Now they want to continue the transaction by getting you to buy the next record, by playing the single live so you have that moment, right? Uh, When I was doing radio, we always would look at the problem of creating songs and playlists and, and clocks and that as if we're creating a soundtrack for your life. In Grand Rapids, you drive for 17 to 19 minutes on average. You know, in those 19 minutes, what songs can I put in what order to build a soundtrack for your life to go to the mall, to go to work, to go to the dentist, to go to the store? What is that going to look like? They're doing the same thing. And at the end of that thing, they want you to obviously buy a t-shirt, buy a record, buy the new record. So the encore, you've been clapping and snapping and stomping your feet and all of that stuff the entire night. For an hour and 15 minutes, they're giving it their all. And these guys, for sure, gave it their all. Then they walk off stage, and what do they wait for? More, louder, clapping. And what I don't like about it is it immediately cheapens the relationship. It makes it about, look at me, right? Look at, look at the band. Give the band more adulation. We didn't get enough adulation. So you need to scream a little bit louder for us to give you one more song. You know, we... We've kind of just trying backstage to figure out if we're going to come back out. We're not really sure if we're going to come back out. But if you guys just take it up a notch, we'll come out for one more song. How does that sound? Well, it sounds terrible. That's what it sounds like. Because instead, I would much rather you just do the whole thing and then go. Keep it in one easy-to-understand hour and, in this case, 20-minute set instead of hour 15-minute set and your encore um, hour and 20 minutes set, and then you be on your way. I think if you're a band like uh, a different example would be Pearl Jam. I might, even though I still hate the idea of the encore, I might give that band a pass because if you've ever seen them or Fish or the Grateful Dead or whomever, if they're playing for two and a half or three hours and they need to take a legitimate break to, I don't know, go to the bathroom, that's a different discussion. But if your nightly workout is an hour and 15 minutes, I think you could hold it together for four more minutes. So if there was one thing I could do and one thing in the music space that I cannot stand, it is the encore. The second thing would be if the main act is late, um, which did not at all happen on Monday. That's not what I'm saying. But it does happen in the music world that you pay your money to go see X act and they show up 15, 20, 40, 50, 60, 78 minutes late um, and expect you to be just as excited to see them when they uh, didn't even show up on time. That's the other thing. But if I only had one thing to do, absolutely, positively, hands down, say goodbye to the encore. Okay, I'll be back in a second when you cheer long enough uh, for the end of the podcast.
How did that make you feel? Pretty terrible, right? Okay. Have an awesome day. Uh, if you need anything, email me, eric at mlive.com or uh, at Polymath and Vine on Twitter. Uh, I will check you out on Thursday. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day.